Hey guys, jumping in real quick to tell you about the sponsor for this week's episode, the Satchel Podcast Player. If you like podcasts, you're going to want to check this out. There's no third-party ads, no on-screen ads, nothing like that. It's a great way to get connected with the content that you're listening to. You can even tweet directly into the podcast that you're listening to and even send a few dollars along to the podcast. For example, right now, if you like listening to Flash TV Talk, you could send us like, I don't know, $2, $3, $10, however much you feel like we're worth. You can do that directly in the Satchel Podcast Player. It's a great player. You got to check it out. If you're a podcaster, you can register your podcast at satchelplayer.com. Accelerating your fandom. This is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Yeah, man, we've got a great, uh, great podcast planned for you folks uh, this fine evening here. Want to give a big shout out to everybody who's tuning in for the live channel here at Mixler.com slash Pottery. Uh, got a great uh, chat room rolling in. You know, I mean, we, we started a little bit early. Typically, we wait until after Arrow's done to get things kicked off. But, you know, I think I mentioned it before, but I have not been watching Arrow. And so I thought, you know what? I think we're going to go ahead and get things. Uh, get let's, things. let's punish our listeners that do watch Arrow. No, and that's that's not what I want to do. That's, <laughs> yeah, I know. that's not how this is supposed to work. But I tell you what, man, we've, we've got some great stuff. Uh, man, uh, some, some things, a little housekeeping uh, coming up here. In the next few weeks, man, I will actually be, uh, you know, uh, globe hopping all over the place. I'm actually uh, going to Chicago this weekend, uh, and then I'll be in Mexico a couple weeks from now, which I need to talk to you about, because we'll actually have a guest host uh, filling in my seat. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, gosh. Derek Russell from uh, the Starkville podcast will actually be be, uh, sitting in as as the... uh, the lead host for you to be able to play second fiddle to. I, I explained him the whole Andy <laughs> Conan thing and, and he gets it. So, uh, good, good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, as we get closer to that, I'll let you know. And then after that, I'm going to London. So, um, you know, B wanting to meet up with B, any other flash fans out in London? Uh, man, I think it'd be so cool to uh, go meet up and, uh, geek out on flash and all things DC. Speaking of all things DC. Yeah. Did you see the trailer for the killing joke? DC animated film they're doing you know i have not i have not actually seen the trailer now i have seen a lot of the promotional materials in fact i saw mark hamill was posting out a lot of quotes um i just haven't had a chance to sit down and, and see the trailer. i just got a chance to see the new um uh what was it uh x-men apocalypse with the you know schnickety tease at the end of it oh yeah yeah, yeah which is kind of cool, cool huh? but yeah yeah so uh killing joke yeah Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill reprise their roles as Batman and the Joker, respectively. And the trailer is out. It's going to be R-rated, which is awesome, uh, because I think that's really the only way to do that comic justice. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think the trailer just came out today, so you should check it out. It's pretty cool. At some point, we should have a discussion on on the merits of the R-rating and 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 such, because you know I, I get it, you know, but I do wonder if that is the best way to give that that comic justice. I mean, it's not like the comic was R-rated. Well, it was pretty graphic. It was pretty graphic. I'm not saying that it wasn't, but I just, I don't know. I mean, know. it was a graphic novel, but I'm... Tss. Oh, hey <laughs> Be careful with that joke. It's an antique. Uh, hey Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see what comes from it. At some point, we should have that discussion, but you know what? That's not for here and now, because here and now is all about the Flash, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and jump into The Rundown. The Rundown. <laughs> Episode 19 of season two back to normal directed by john f Showalter, and story by brooke roberts and katherine walzak bell what happened this episode well as barry adjusts to life without powers wells decides to leave the lab to look for jesse shortly after finding her wells is attacked and kidnapped by griffin gray who demands that wells find a cure for his metahuman abilities gray has superhuman strength but is also aging rapidly Barry realizes that when Gray uses his super strength, he accelerates the aging process. Barry, Joe, and Cisco manipulate Gray into using some more of his powers until he ages into a weak old man before reverting back into his 18-year-old self. To fight Zoom, Wells offers to recreate the events that gave Barry his speed. On Earth 2, Hunter reveals that he kidnapped Caitlyn because he is in love with her. Caitlyn meets her doppelganger, Killer Frost, who was captured by Zoom. Killer Frost convinces Caitlyn to help her escape and then attempts to kill her. Zoom arrives and kills Killer Frost and then warns Caitlyn not to free the man in the Iron Mask. Later, Zoom decides to conquer the other Earths in the multiverse and brings Caitlyn with him back to Earth-1. 
All right, man. You know, we were talking about it before the podcast and, and just, you know, there's, this is a really strong episode. A lot of interesting things happen, uh, but, but does feel it, a lot of big things happen, but yet nothing feels quite to the same level as what's come before in the last couple of episodes. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, I hate to use the term filler because there were some, this you is, know, well, this is not a filler episode. I, I, I can't, I can't classify it as this, but, but keep right. going. But, 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 you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, comparing the episodes that we've had recently to this one, it's like, you know, there's definitely a, a, a drop in the intensity and in the stakes and a lot of things like that. Um, so I don't want to use the term filler episode, but I agree. Like it, it, it just doesn't feel like the, the, the last couple ones that we've had. Yeah. But the thing is, it, it, yet it wasn't right. I mean, for the first time, I believe ever in the, in the history of the series, we're dealing with a depowered Barry. Uh, now the idea of a hero being depowered or, or being brought down to human level status. I mean, it's a trope that you see, especially in superhero television, uh, but just in, in superhero storytelling as a whole. And it was such a great contrast to actually introduce the episode with uh, Barry as he was as the Flash and now Barry as a human being, because it really does kind of bring, you know, hit home the fact that, oh, yeah, you know, normal life seems so slow to somebody who, you know, was able to run at the speed of light. Wouldn't that be awful? Be the worst. That was like. I, I love the the kind of uh, comparison they have at the very beginning where it shows him as the Flash getting ready in the morning. And then it shows him as the depowered flash getting yeah. ready in the morning. Oh, that'd be so awful. It's like you got to wake up so much earlier because, you know, Barry's slow and he, or slow in the sense that, you know, it takes him a while to do stuff. But since he's so fast, he makes up for the time. So when he's, you know, he has to wait in line for coffee. Like who, who waits in line for coffee? Yeah. Barely yeah. normal Barry. <laughs> well, and, you know, especially Barry, who is used to uh, borderline stealing all of his products. Right. Because yeah, how, how many times <laughs> how many times have we seen the flash run in there, get the coffee and then come like deliver to everybody else or the pizza or the ice well, cream? Someone else's coffee that he took off the counter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he hasn't even ordered yet. <laughs> That's just crazy. But, uh, I mean, ho- hopefully he paid for the coffee and, you know, hey, your coffee's gone. That's weird. Well, here, have another one. Yeah, but even still, even still, man, um, at least the Hamburglar. Yes, yes. Hamburglar the of Mississippi. Burglar. Look it up. Yeah, no. So, I mean, he's he's always been uh, somewhat morally gray in that one respect. But, I mean, he is a true hero. Here he is without his powers, still struggling to figure out who he is. And uh, thank goodness, you know, we've, we've uh, over the last couple episodes, I, I've kind of put out uh, a little bit of a call that we're kind of wanting to see Iris be more involved with the team. For me, it, it feels more connected when she's part of the team. And, uh, and having her in this role, you know, I, I believe even last episode, I, I said, you know, that she's kind of this morale officer uh, or someone who is really kind of there, you know, she, she, she is able to add something to this group of super powered individuals and super scientists where she's able to kind of rally them together and get them, you know, going out and doing what they need to do. She's the Nick, she's the Nick Fury to some extent. Uh, yeah. and, and giving them the pep talk that they need when when the time is right. This is a great time because, of course, we have a distraught Barry Allen, uh, somebody who is you know used to being able to do all of these wonderful and amazing things. He doesn't know where he fits in anymore. His entire destiny has been taken away from him. Uh, and here's and she's telling him like, look, you were a hero before you became a hero, and that's exactly right. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm surprised that nobody made any kind of cracks about you know comparing him to Ollie given the fact that Oliver doesn't have any superpowers either. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of like, you know, taking Ollie's training away and then having him try to do, you know, if, if for some reason, like the, you know, the whole Batman arc recently in the uh, New 52 comics where Batman, spoilers, by the way, very spoilery for the Batman comics if you're reading them, uh, you've been warned, but, you know, Batman dies, they give him a new body, but it's a new body that doesn't have the training, right? He so, died again? Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I've just read some blurbs about it and stuff. But like he died and they put him in a new body. It's it's Bruce Wayne, but he doesn't have the the psychological trauma and all the years and years of training in his brain because it's a, it's like a clone brain or something like that. Oh. So yeah, so that that would be the equivalent there. Yeah, Oliver had he's human, <laughs> sure, but he's they way depowered. Beyond. They found a way to depower Batman. Wow, yes. wow. Yes, they found okay. a way to depower Batman. <laughs> like I just said, man, that's a trope in superhero storytelling. Uh, yep. That's that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, of course, here we are dealing with a, a completely depowered Barry. Uh, and uh, you know, but I do love it, man. I love the fact that that they get to work. They find a way to be able to put him back out in the field. Of course, 
Uh, Cisco is on top of things. I'm, I'm a little surprised that that he wasn't more able to equip the suit uh, when all is said and done. But he's too busy, man. He's got he's got the shades on, busting out Marky Marks, peeping in, seeing what's going on with Zoom, making sure that Caitlin's all right after her abduction from last week. Um, you know, first of all, I, w- I want to make mention of this real quick, and, and that's that Cisco is getting really comfortable with his powers. Well, I mean, he used them just once in this episode. I was kind of halfway expecting him to kind of step up and be like, you know what? Maybe I can help and maybe I can use my powers. I know, right? Because his powers are not just defensive or supportive. He's got some DPS in there, man. He, he can oh, be yeah. offensive if he wants to be. Oh, yeah. Like, well, why not just like, you know, make him a uh, dwarf star alloy chest plate and then have him go vibe the dude. <laughs> that would be that I, I I was with you, man. I thought that maybe that was going to be uh, uh, what would end up happening. The thing is, though, I mean, yes, he's getting more comfortable in, in terms of his vibes, right? And vibing and figuring out where things are and seeing these visions. Uh, but, he, but he is still holding back, man. He, he doesn't want to use the force for attack, right? He wants to use it for knowledge and defense, never for attack. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. So I can I can get it. Um, still using uh, the helmet. Now, one thing I felt was really interesting is that he refers to it very specifically as Jay's helmet. Now, they've done this already. At this point, the team knows that he, he is not Jay Garrick, that he is Hunter Solomon. Yes. Right? I mean, like this, he was, they, they were there. They all had a powwow. They've talked about it. They're doing the same thing they did with the Harrison Wells Eobard thing. They know that this person, that's not this person's name. And yet they persist to call this person by the wrong name after they've got the information correct. Yeah. And that's weird because it seems to me like, I mean, why not call it fake, G, you know, fake J or, 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 or fake, you know, something to indicate that you know that these two people are different. Right, right, right. Or, you know, Jay with like quotations, I suppose, or, or just call him Hunter or Zolomon. Call him Zolomon because that's well, who because, he is. Well, yeah, and, and that's what uh, that's what Caitlin's been calling him. Caitlin's been calling him uh, uh, Hunter or, uh, you know, and, and and but no one else on the other side on Earth One seems to be doing that. Yeah, well, hell, hell hath no fury, man. Caitlin's on top of this. She She's very much aware of, of the reality of, of who Hunter Zolomon is and what he has done to her. Um, but I, I do, you know, it, it's interesting that it is so very similar to what they did with, uh, H Geobard, where they, even after they knew he was Eobard Thawne, they kept on calling him Harrison Wells, even throughout this season, but it might be a thing on earth one, man, maybe on earth two, everybody's much better about calling each other by the correct name. <laughs> that's a possibility. It is possible. Maybe that's, and maybe that's what's rubbing off on Caitlin while she's over there on earth two, uh, being kept in one of these deep power cages, glass things. Um, along with her Earth 2 counterpart, Killer Frost. Uh, now, Killer Frost was one of the major generals for Zoom, and if you go back and think back to the episode Escape from Earth 2, uh, she ends up betraying Zoom and, of course, uh, after the death of Ronnie of Deathstorm. Uh, here, she's wanting to bust out. She starts noticing her own expiration, especially since uh, Zoom is more interested in Caitlin than he is in her. Although I thought that was a little interesting. Did you get the impression that Zoom and Killer Frost ever had a thing? I think it was all just residual affection from Earth One Caitlin. Okay, so, so it's more like you look like her, so I want you to hang around. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm in love with Earth One Caitlin. I'm on Earth Two, and you're the Caitlin here. So I'm kind of fond of you sort of thing. Okay. Uh, I think that's probably fair. I think that's probably fair. Although like, you know, as what she ended up discovering, ultimately that's not, uh, that's not enough to save her. Uh, but before she ends up getting it in the chest, man, she, uh, she and in our snow end up bonding a little bit. They talk about their, their origins. They talk about dealing with their terrible mother. Um, you know, Caitlin learns that on earth two, she had a brother, which she never had on earth one, which yeah. is interesting. Why? It, that seems like an interesting thing to put in there. I did a little research here. I don't think that Caitlin Snow in the comics ever had a brother one way or the other. So <laughs> why not even from another mother? Not even from another mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so why would they put that in there? See that I don't know. Is it a red herring or is it something that we need to pay attention to? I feel like it's I feel like it's one of these like peppering things through. You know, they've they've been talking about the differences between Earth One and Earth Two, and oh, you have that over there. Oh, you have that over there. You know the the similarities, but there's also, you know, some stark differences. And so I think that, you know, to, to paint the picture of somebody who had a sibling in one world, but not in another world, you know, I'm 
just saying, maybe there's... Twin, twin theory confirmed. I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> Hashtag twin theory confirmed like a long time ago, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm just yeah, saying maybe real. this might be kind of the stepping stones or, or seeding those ideas out there in terms of, you know, what, what could be what could be going on there. Yeah, because I think what, what maybe what they're trying to do is just throw these different little tidbits of information around for the inevitable people that go and say, oh, well, you know, Earth 1 and Earth 2 aren't that different. How, you know, blah, 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 blah. And clearly they are, right? You know, they, we, we have instances where people have siblings where they don't on Earth 1. Uh, relationships are completely different on Earth 2 than they are on Earth 1. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe and uh, Joe and Barry being a prime example of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think they're setting up all these little tidbits to kind of, you know, alleviate the naysayers i guess or or you know from trying to uh you know say oh that was dumb because earth two and earth one should be more similar or something like that i don't know yeah that's that's just an idea well joe joe is definitely working daddy overtime helping out uh you know giving giving barry a little bit of moral support but mostly dealing with the fact that wally uh is is processing everything that happened last episode you know we we did not fully realize what Wally was aware of at the end of last episode. You know, I thought going into this one that he was going to have this idea that maybe Barry is the flash. And so he was going to test that theory and kind of go through that trope. But it turns out that that Wally is actually very much aware of the fact that the flash gave up his speed in order that he might live. And Which so I thought was awesome. Oh, it was, it was so good. Like it was, I'm actually really glad I was wrong on this. Cause I'm not a big fan of that particular trope. I feel like it's been done to death. This sets up that hero worship thing big time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like where he's like, I'm not going to screw up the second chance you gave me. He doesn't even care who he is. Mm -hmm. He just wants to thank him because he saved his life, you know? And uh, like you said, the hero worship like this, this, I I can see the sidekick, you know, hero relationship growing here. Yep. The components. I mean, if, if you're paying attention at home, I mean, the components are coming in to a uh, Kid Flash origin story, probably during the season finale. Um, you know, the, this uh, this idea that, that, like you said, he wants the second chance. He, he, he wants to meet the Flash. He talks to his dad. He's figured out that his dad's connected to the Flash. Um, now, I, I was a little surprised to hold Barry on the rooftop thing. You know, since there's no way to prove that whoever's in the costume is the actual Flash, I'm, I'm kind of surprised he was like, well, that's not the Flash. That's just Barry wearing the Flash costume. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been hilarious? It's like, you know, because you can't modulate his voice. There is something modulating We had a modulator. I was wondering if he actually was borrowing one of the uh, Team Arrow modulators. That's what I would think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and it was nuts because, I, yeah, I was, I was with you. I was thinking that while he's going to sit there, I want to talk to the Flash because I want to, like, you know, call out that it's Barry. And that didn't happen. And I was like, yes. <laughs> because, you know, no more tropes. And it's just setting up what we all know is going to happen. And I think that payoff, it, that, it makes the payoff better. You know, it makes the payoff sweeter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did think it was funny because, you know, he can't run up buildings anymore. So, you know, Joe had to like give him a boost to climb up on that ledge. Well, yeah. And, and, and Wally knows that his speed is gone, you know. So it would it, have been hilarious like just to see, you know, him come up the elevator, <laughs> like, like step out, walk really slow over to him. And he's like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for giving, you know, that crazy dude your speed so that, you know, I could live. He's like, yeah, no, no. That's cool. I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you appreciate it. I'm going to go take the elevator down because I can't run down the side <laughs> of the building anymore. <laughs> right. Right. Thanks a lot, kid. Did you, do you want me to hold the elevator for you? Do you want to come down too? We can kind of, you know, keep talking here, but you know, I'm running late because I can't run fast anymore. <laughs> you know, I think it would have been nice if, if Wally had, had thrown him a Coke and then, you know, Barry would be like, Hey kid. And then <laughs> he throws him the chest plate, the <laughs> little emblem. Him, that's right. <laughs> I was going to say throw up the entire costume, but yeah. Well, he's going to be able to take it off fast enough. Uh, well, not now. That's for sure. Yeah. But the thing is, man, even without his speed, like we said, he is a hero going up and, and saving the day as we deal with a new rogue uh, in the form of Griffin Gray. Now, this interpretation, Griffin Gray, is very different from his comic book origin. Uh, the, the Griffin Gray of the comics is relatively new, came out in about 2006, 2007, somewhere around that, that time period. Uh, he was actually a character who was more associated with Bart Allen, who's Barry Allen's grandson or great grandson or great, great, great grandson, depending on your interpretation of the character. Uh, but one way or the other, he's more he's more associated with that that flash rather than Barry. Uh, they took a lot of liberties with this character. This character um, in the comics was able to shoot like green lightning bolt beams, energy beams out of his body. So super strength, not so much. Uh, and then also, I, I, I thought I read that he had super strength. 
He had super strength on the television show, but not in, not in the comics. We all like know. I just read this. Let's see here. Let me guess. Hero clicks, right? This is no, a hero no. Thing? Griffin Gray was a friend of Bart Allen until he was caught in an explosion at work. He found out he had enhanced speed and strength. And he became a hero, but only for the glory of it. His powers made him age faster, and he looked like an old man in days. He That's tried to not- find the secret to what kept Jake Garrick young, but he could not. Then he became a villain during a fight with Barty. He was overpowered and died. That is from The Flash Fastest Man Alive, number one, August 2006. No, he shot green energy beams out of you. send me this link. You send me this link. It's the link that's in the, 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 <laughs> that's in the rundown. <laughs> Just click on the Wikipedia. Entry. That's Wikipedia. Oh, I, yeah. Wikipedia is edited by people who know a lot more about comics than you and I. And, some and, and a lot of people much. who don't know anything about comics. That's true. <laughs> I can't say one without the other. I've never I'm read. Not say, I'm not saying I, I just that was all. That's what I got. All uh, right. Fair enough. I mean, I he had one way or the other, man. He was not this thing. He was not like this total tank guy. And everybody in the chat, by the way, is totally agreeing with me. I don't doubt it. I'm just saying that's what it says. Everybody the in thing. the chat. Everybody in the chat. What, what, what is it? What's the thing you always do? Booyashaka. Booyashaka. A booyashaka. A booyashaka. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. So one way or the well, other. I'm confused as to when, well, what is this? So I think they're amalgam. I think they're creating, they're doing an amalgam of the comics and the television show on Wikipedia. In all fairness, there, you know, they hinted, I think, a little bit at something that was true of Griffin Gray, who went by the Griffin in the comics, which is that he was, he wanted to be a hero. He was just, he just wasn't hero material. He kind of screwed up at every chance that he possibly could. And, and, and really, I mean, ultimately was, was, you know, much more on the side of, uh, of the villains than, than the angels, so to speak. But, uh, and, and I think they hinted at that with this character, right? He, he tried to paint yeah. himself in, in that he was a good kid, that he wanted to do great things. Uh, but now he became this, uh, you know, this rapidly aging individual with super strength. For my money, man, this actually kind of reminds me of a uh, a Smallville episode, which is often made fun of as the uh, the exploding baby. How to stop an exploding baby episode of Smallville? Wait, uh, what? All right, so the the concept was it was also known as um uh, it was also known as uh, Clark and Lana become parents. So the idea is that Clark and Lana find this baby out in a field, and the baby is rapidly aging. So it it quickly becomes this young child who then becomes this teenager who then becomes this young adult who then becomes an old man. And then he explodes. Okay. Smallville, um, which I love, (laughs) which, which I love Smallville, but this was maybe not necessarily one of Smallville's better episodes. So there, there was, it did kind of remind me of that particular thing. Um, however, of course we don't have a, a man that ultimately explodes. We have a man that ultimately kills over and dies. If not for the threat on Harrison Wells throughout this entire episode, uh, you know, I was kind of watching it thinking, okay, this is kind of one of those weighted out type of villains. Exactly. I was saying the same thing. I was like, why are they? Oh, well, I guess because they kidnapped Wells. He's going to kill Wells. So it, 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 Barry could have, it Barry had a speed. I think the situation here to be like, zoom in, grab Harry, get out, and then just have the guy just die. And yeah, minutes. right, right. Well, then all, all the better that this is a situation in which, you know, like you say, Barry doesn't have his speed. Because, uh, you know, they do have to play things up a little bit differently. Um, they make a suit. Interestingly enough, the suit is able to, imp- like, take one hit. Is that what he said? Uh, yeah, but it took more than that. He said it, yeah. Well, and like he, one- thought, he thought it could take. Didn't he say, like, it, it should be able to take one? You may be able to take two or something like that? Or did Flash just dodge the other punches? Because this guy's not fast. He's just strong. So, like, you can dodge punches without powers. I may be old, but I'm strong. <laughs> <laughs> what if that is it? What if he has the the, the super strength of like a uh, you know a Solomon Grundy or, or a uh, Superman or something like that? But he has the speed that is equivalent to the age at which he's at. <laughs> or think about this: What if he had like? Because that's the thing with super strength, right? Super strength is one of those powers where it's great as long as you're also invulnerable or right. you have some sort of mechanism to dissipate the energy that you're swinging around. Which he definitely like, was not. Yeah, like if you're 80 years or 80 years old swinging at the, you know, the flash, you swing too hard, your muscles break your own bones because <laughs> you have like osteoporosis or something like that. So he's like, like swinging real slow, but it's like super powerful punches. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be hilarious. Look, one, one, the thing is, this character, it's interesting character, I think appropriate given the, the circumstances. Uh, but what, what I found most interesting about him is that this guy had a vendetta against the uh, quote unquote Harrison Wells, the H.G. Wells of earth one slash season one. 
Um, you know, he, 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 his condition is as a result of the particle accelerator that went down on our earth. He apparently did not get the memo that that guy is supposed to be dead and, and went after this Harrison Wells. And funny enough, eight, you know, earth Two Harrison Wells actually sits there and takes it for all that he's done all season long to try to separate himself from Eobard Thawne. Uh, he is constantly telling people that's not me. Stop saying that's me. That was not me. You know, he, he keeps on doing this. In this circumstance where he's actually being held hostage, he's trying to get some sort of penance, man. He He's actually taking on this blame because while he didn't do this here on this earth, he's done terrible things, both on his earth and our earth. Uh, and uh, and I, I think he kind of found some form of penance in this. You know, I, th- I think you're right because uh, he was talking about, you know, and, and there's you know a couple powerful moments between him and Jesse where uh, Jesse was saying, you know, I'm. I'm in danger because of you. Like you're doing mm. all this crazy stuff to keep me safe. But like, that makes me feel more at risk than what I'm actually at. And so I think that kind of, you know, that hits home or whatever. And, uh, well, I mean, th- that was the, the end all conclusion of it. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, so he, he spends all this time trying to convince people that he's not this guy. And then he's like, you know what? I've done bad stuff too. So I'm just going to take this one. Yeah. You know, th- th- this is kind of my way of saying my bad. <laughs> <laughs> not not for this one per se but just in general my bad <laughs> yeah yeah you know okay i might not have given you super strength and super aging but i've done some pretty pretty bad stuff so let's call it even <laughs> well this is crucial man we we need a harrison wells who has his stuff together and i think throughout from the moment that he first popped onto our earth we've seen a man who's disheveled we've seen a man pushed to the brink uh, we've seen somebody who is, you know, frustrated with with everything constantly going wrong, who's constantly blaming himself. Even after he rescues his daughter, she immediately leaves him because she can't stand who he's become in an effort to save her. Uh, we we also, by the way, learned that his wife died on Earth too. Actually, was dead. You know, that's something we speculated for a while back. Uh, is what where's the rest of the Wells family and specifically her? So, it turns out she she is in fact dead. It's nice to have that confirmed. But ultimately, we need a Harrison Wells that's got his stuff together because not only, <laughs> you know, every everything that is to come is not just about Barry. You know, everything that has happened is not a just about Barry. They've done such a great job for a television series called The Flash to really make this an ensemble team in which everybody facilitates a really crucial point. And right now with a depowered Flash, the only person that can bring him back up to speed, if you will, is going to be Harrison Wells. Now we'll get to that in a second, but first let's talk about Jesse. You know, she mentioned when she was living in her uh, apartment that she apparently can afford with money that she got from some job that she got without credentials or an ID. Uh, she's a super genius. She can make some money. You know, she is a super genius. That is true. <laughs> yeah. She could walk into any engineering firm anywhere and be like, uh, let me show you what I can do. And they're like, all right, here's six figures. You know, she's a uh, uh, five degrees, man. You didn't get five degrees. I'm sure one of them was computer science. I mean, yeah, I'm sure she has the capabilities of, of getting a lucrative job. Yeah. That's all all right. I'm no, no, no. That's fair. That's, that's absolutely <laughs> fair. But I did think it was funny when, you know, she, she like, uh, Harrison comes in, he's like, come with me. You'll be safe. She's like, you think I'll be safer with you? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I would go with the guy that hangs out with superheroes and has the giant super gun laser thing. Yeah. Then yeah. I think that that makes sense. That would make sense to me, but <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's, I'm looking forward to having her back on the team. We've never really gotten a chance to, I, I don't feel like we've gotten a chance to get to know Jesse. Uh, you know, we've, we've had, we've had more chances this season to get to know Wally than we have had to get to know Jesse. And that's not saying much. It, it's really not like we see Wally, like he has two lines an episode and we're like, okay, we're slowly piecing this image together of Wally, but Jesse's had even less than that. But I, yeah, she was, I, I liked her in this episode. I thought she did a great job. Another nod to the name that of course, uh, she's been given by her father, which is Jesse quick. Um, you know, we, it, to some extent, man, if, if you, if you look at what's coming and I, I, you know, this is not necessarily spoilers. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's somewhat spoilery except for the fact that they showed this on the preview for next episode. And based on the conversation that Harrison and Barry had at the end of this episode, the components are coming together for not only Barry to get his powers back, but also for other people to get powers as well. Right. We've got Right now, two candidates for that kind of uh, uh, sidekick-esque role. Now, Bell, you read Flashpoint Paradox. 
Uh, yes, and I saw the animated show as well. Yeah, you know, I can't remember if they did that. I'm sure they did it in the animated show or the animated movie because it was such a crucial part of the graphic novel. Uh, but the Flash getting his powers back? Trying to remember it. Well, I, I tell you what, we'll hold off talking too much about it because based on the preview for next episode, we're going to be talking a whole lot about that next episode. But suffice to say, with Harrison back on, you know, he is, he's fully on Team Flash more so than anything else. Uh, he is ready to help Barry get his powers back from all indications. Uh, that is what they'll be working on in the next episode. And we've got two potential speedsters uh, ready to go. I got a speedster speculation for you. Uh oh. Speedster speculation. All right, so it's it's compound, right? Here's the speculation. Right now, we've got characters in on the on the series of the Flash, right? We got we've got characters who in the comics have power, but here do not. Yes. Right. We've got uh, we got Jesse Quick, we've got Wally West, and we've got uh, and we've got uh, Caitlin Snow. Yes. All right. You track with me. What we have seen this season uh, for all of these characters is they are starting to be put in position as well as the components that are required to make them who they are. And and I'll start this actually with Caitlin because Caitlin, uh, you know, she's she's gone through a lot of tragedy in her life. Right. I mean, tragedy is a, is a strong component of what makes a supervillain. But she's mm-hmm. she's got all of those motivations behind her when she's on Earth Two, she spends time with her Earth Two counterpart. Killer Frost. And in this very episode, she actually like there's a moment like there's a whole conversation between the two of them where Killer Frost basically explains to her what happened that made her Killer Frost. Like, you know, when they talk about the particle accelerator, but they even specified very specifically it was dark matter that caused her to become Killer Frost. So I'm wondering if Caitlin is going to have this in the back of her mind. Oh, by the way, if I ever wanted to gain superpowers, I just get slapped with a little bit of dark matter and I'm good to go. Yeah, all she's got to do is just, you know, run down to the corner store and just ask the clerk for some dark matter. She can just pick it up super easy. Well, it may be more readily available if what uh, Harrison said is true, right? He wants to create another particle accelerator. Of course, the- and that's what I want to ask you about, right? All right, ask me away. So, if he wants to create a new particle accelerator, well, so 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 season two, uh, you know, season one particle accelerator explodes. We have all these uh, new metahumans come about. Flash puts them all away. Season two. There haven't been that many new uh, metahumans. They've been they've been either Earth two people or you know we have this uh, uh, you know one off Griffin Gray and there's been a uh, maybe one or two others. And Tar Pit, yeah, and, and Tar Pit. Um, we had it's Return getting, of Old Rogues because we had Pied Piper came back. Well, yeah, but that was that was time travel, right? The point I'm trying to make is uh, it gets harder and harder to explain where these people have been for an entire year after that particle accelerator explosion. Mm. So what I'm wondering here is I know, I know Harry's going to try and keep this thing contained and make it. So it just affects the flash and he just gets his powers back. But what if we have another tragedy again? And then we see Caitlin getting, you know, affected by it. We see all these other people getting affected by it. And we have a new wave of metahumans in central city. You know, we speculated about this. I want to say in early this season about that being a possibility, uh, especially as it relates to Wally specifically. But yeah, here's the thing. I think they learned from their mistakes, uh, even though uh, this Harrison wasn't there for that particular particle explosion. You know, again, no spoilers, but based on the previews, it does look like they are building some sort of structure to contain the particle accelerator explosion, right? Yeah. So if that's the case, then theoretically, uh, I think that they're not going to have, I don't. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be to the same level as it was before. Now, that being said, uh, there may be a door, right? There may be a gateway or there may be something that allows for uh, them to go to that well whenever they need to story-wise. If Caitlin needs to get her hands on dark matter, perhaps what they do in an effort to get the flashback will allow her to get it. I don't think it's going to just, you know, that explosion is going to go off and all of a sudden we have a bunch of new metahumans. They could. I, I just, I don't. I hope that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Um, but so, so my, my DVR cut off right before I got to see, I saw them like putting Barry in some sort of thing. Then it cut off immediately. So I'm assuming that's the, the contraption they were making. Yeah. Uh, but I'm wondering if it's going to be a situation where, you know, it'll give Barry's powers back. And then maybe Wally's like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to hop in there. Maybe Caitlin's like, you know what? I'm having some trouble. Maybe the flash is in trouble. 
uh, vibe is gone. Like all the all the all my friends on Team Flash are, are incapacitated because of Zoom, perhaps. And so she's like, you know what? I need to step up. I know I can have these powers with the dark matter. So she steps in the machine, becomes Killer Frost to try to fight Zoom or something. Yeah. So so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I Killer Frost is not as much of a, I think, concern or, you know, I, I think that she's got the components. I think that she will become Killer Frost. I think that our Caitlyn will become Killer Frost. It may be a good Killer Frost, which would be an odd choice of names if she goes that route. Um, maybe she'll just go with Queen Elsa. I don't know. But I do think that at yeah. some point she will get ice powers. What I don't, what I, what I do think will happen this season though, is not her getting her powers. I think it's more about Jesse and Wally. You know, I think Wally, man, these are two characters that were in introduced this season. Um, based on, you know, what we've had throughout the season with the, uh, with the formula, right. With the velocity nine. Um, I, I have a feeling that's going to play a major component into Jesse becoming the Jesse quick speedster that we all know and love. But more importantly, I think that Wally is really the one that's up for whatever is about to happen. I, I here's my speculation, man. I think that they're going to pull a flashpoint style repowering of the flash. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, we'll talk, we'll discuss it more next episode. I'm sure. I think they're going to pull something like that. And then once they're done, every uh, while, while they're going off to fight Zoom, Wally's going to be like, oh, so this makes flashes, eh? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. My, my sentiment's exactly. He's going to be like, you know, I really like speed. Driving in cars is dangerous. Why don't I just like make myself super fast with this nifty contraption that everyone left here while they went to go fight Zoom? <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, which is very Kid Flash-esque. You know, that it's, oh, super Kid Flash, yeah. When we had, um, who was it, Greg Wiseman on uh, the show uh, way back in season zero, uh, when we were talking about the Kid Flash of the Young Justice series and how they they tweaked the Kid Flash origin story so that basically their Wally West, you never saw this on screen, but the backstory for their Wally West was essentially just this exact same thing where he was infatuated with the Flash. He wanted to be the Flash. He wanted to be like the Flash. So he actually goes out of his way to recreate everything to the point where he makes himself, uh, you know, the Kid Flash. Um, and so, you know, almost, almost, an e- Eobard did? I was about to say almost an Eobard Thawne, uh, type of origin story. So, uh-huh. so it's interesting that they could, the components are here if they wanted to go that route. And my speculation, man, is that they will. Um, I think it makes more sense, of course, for it to be somebody like Wally to go this route because there is that connection of the lightning. And, and I do hope we continue to see something special about Barry, about Wally, um, about them becoming speedsters as opposed to somebody like, uh, you know, a, uh, um, shoot, what's her name? Trajectory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. See that, that's the thing. Like I, in the comics, Jesse quick doesn't have a connection with velocity nine. Does she? Because I'm, I'm wondering though, cause like we, we've seen her the, the bad did, stuff right? that happens. Her dad did. Maybe if I'm remembering. Yeah. Cause Le- like Lex Mercury in they, the chat saying, nope. Okay. Because like if they do the thing where yeah I I see I, I agree with you I totally see Wally hopping in that machine Kid Flash style and like you know now I'm the Flash awesome, um, but what I don't know is how they're gonna do Jesse how they're gonna make her fast I don't know if it's gonna be Velocity Nine because we've seen the bad stuff that happens with Velocity Nine so I mean where. Uh, <sighs> I'm That's just a good point. To see where they're going to go with that. That's a good point. I, I, you know, the the velocity nine it doesn't work unless you're at speedster one way or you have some sort of connection to the speed force. And I, I don't think she'll be connected to the speed force um, anytime soon. So yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Well, and and there is you know there's articles out there that say you know don't expect this to happen anytime soon. Uh, Kreisberg I think has been out there saying ah, the you know it's going to take time. I I, I I don't know, man. I think I think by the end of this season. Uh, it may be, it may be Wally stepping into the machine is kind of the big finale moment of the season. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, he may not, you know, we may not actually see him super speed until next season, but I do think that the components are all coming together, man. We've, we got something, uh, something on the horizon here. What if they do something crazy? Like Barry dies at the end of this season and then Wally steps the machine becomes the flash a la the comics and then Barry returns 
at some point. Well, no, because he needs to be Kid Flash before he can be the Flash. I that's mean, true. I, I that's think that true. I think that's a good storyline for the future, right? Like, I would even love for um, man, how cool would that be? Maybe, maybe at the end of season three, at this point, you know, uh, while he becomes Kid Flash and he's been Kid Flash all season, or maybe season four. Uh, but you know, Barry ends up dying or sacrificing himself to save the timeline. Maybe, you know, we've, we've mentioned this before. What if they do something where they take the, uh, the time Lords or the time masters, uh, and, and kind of have a Barry versus the time masters type of storyline. in which case Barry, you know, has to run so fast to recalibrate the timeline and then evaporates from time in somewhat of a crisis esque way. And in his absence, Wally has to step up from kid flash to become the flash of central city, uh, in his absence and deals with all the, you know, the, uh, anxiety and the, the identity crisis and everything that we got from that Wally West and man, survivor's shoot, guilt, man, even bring back a Eobard Thawne of season one, make him run to the future at that moment. Um, cause then, cause then you're dealing with an Eobard Thawne with a, you know, in a world where Barry did die, which is what Barry told him was going to be the case. So you could connect that tissue and not break anything and actually have an Eobard Thawne that actually pushes Wally to the point where Wally taps into something he never knew he had before and runs faster than Barry. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm pitching. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, uh, I, but there's a lot that you can do. And that's, that's the greatest thing about this series is there's so many open doors. They've got so much to play with in the sandbox that they've, uh, that they've created for themselves and the, the doors and opportunities that are open because of time travel, uh, because of the impact that Barry can have on the timeline itself. And because of, you know, the fact that we're dealing with a legacy character that, you know, that to have the flash doesn't mean Barry Allen, you know, the flash can mean Jay, the flash can mean uh, Wally, the flash can mean Bart at some point. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great creative stories they can tell. And man, I'm excited to see where they go with it. Oh yeah, for sure. Your thoughts? Your comments. Listener feedback. All right. Well, we got some great listener feedback, but first let's talk really quickly about our sponsor for this episode, which is the Satchel Podcast Player. Hey, check it out. If you go to satchelplayer.com right now, you can either download the Satchel Podcast Player for your Android smartphone or sign up for the iOS beta. Uh, Here's the great thing. The iOS beta is coming out Oh, in about, I don't know, about a month or so, like it'll be publicly available. Like anybody can get it. So that's pretty Isn't cool. That crazy. Are yeah. you excited? Super excited, man. And people should be super excited too. go to satchelplayer.com today. Sign up. You'll get notified once it's available for you and you can get it. You can listen to your favorite podcast, even send a few dollars their way to help support shows like this one. So again, satchelplayer.com. All right. Listener feedback this week, man. We have got a email from uh, Duncan. What does Duncan say? Well, Duncan writes, hey, Bo and Bell, longtime listener. I follow both of you on Twitter, and I'm a huge fan of your show. I just wanted to get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, now on to my theory. Uh, this dawned on me while listening to your Versus Zoom episode. What of all Hunter Zolomon said is true, and Jay Garrick slash The Flash doesn't exist on Earth 2, uh, just use the persona to give people false hope. And perhaps the man in the Iron Mask is Hunter Zolomon's biological father. I agree that Barry is still attached to the Speed Force, and his speed will soon return. Email me back. Let me know what you think of my theories. Thanks, and keep up the great podcasting. Well, thank you, Duncan. That's an interesting theory. So what you're saying is that Jay's just telling the truth and that he made up the Flash to uh, screw with people, which would be pretty diabolical, <laughs> I must admit. Uh, so first of all, Duncan, thanks so much for the email. We're not going to email you back. We'll just answer it here on the podcast if that's all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope that's all right. Um, yeah, so... All right, so we talked about this last episode a little bit, right? I mean, the that that is certainly the the story that Hunter Zolomon told everyone. I think that that uh, for all intents and purposes, you you can easily walk away from last week's episode with that as an understanding, uh, and mm-hmm. I think that that's what Hunter wants you to believe. Now, this idea that the person in the Iron Mask is his father—that's uh, an interesting take on it. Um, and I guess it would still make sense for him to tap out Jay if he was trying to tell them that his son was Jay. But even still, I just don't know. Um, I, it really, for me, it comes back to the who the character of Jay Garrick is. Yes, they're telling their own story, and I get that. But these are Flash fans that are telling the story. And even though I feel like they've made some missteps along the way with whatever they're telling story-wise with the Jay garrick hunters Zolomon relationship, they're not going to just make Jay 
a fictional, like a a, um, a persona of a villain. Like they're not going to do that. I, I uh, for for one, on the one hand, I have faith that they're not going to do that, and on the other hand, I've actually seen them because of the backlash that they got from uh, from what they did with the whole, you know. Uh, abusive father wearing the Jay Garrett costume, like the backlash that they got, even from comic book creators, by the way, um, they responded to saying, hold on, wait, we would never do this to Jay. Just give it time, which to me is somewhat showing your hand, honestly. But, um, but yeah, so I'm it. Good thoughts. Definitely see the, uh, the basis for this theory. Uh, I, I, for me, I, I still stand by the, uh, the idea that it's Jay in that costume. Yeah. So, so I, I I agree. Like uh, that's not to say that, Zoom didn't parade around this Jay after he captured him. Sure, yeah. Which I definitely think that he did. Uh, but I, I, I'm still doubling down on the whole twin. Jay Garrick is in the mask. Uh, the actual Earth One or Earth Two Flash. Well, and uh, here's a little something to support it. This was actually a post on Reddit that was sent to us from uh, Phil Dog. He said, "Every time Cisco has vibed on the helmet, he only gets visions that take place in Zoom's hideout." I'm thinking maybe he only sees the hideout when he vibes on the helmet because he's seeing through the eyes of the man in the iron mask, thus supporting the Jay Garrick theory. Ooh. It's a good point. Um, you know, they've they've been a little it's been a little wishy-washy as far as how like his his powers work when he's vibing, right? Because sometimes he does see what somebody else sees, but then sometimes he's like next to them. But I do like the thought behind uh behind this specifically. I like the idea that the helmet Essentially, the, the vibe is able to be a connection between the helmet and Jay. Yeah, you know, that's, that's one thing I like. I need to go back and watch this episode because at the very beginning when Cisco's doing the vibe uh, to, to check on Caitlin, I, I want to see what angle that the camera's pointed at because, you know, w- we've seen the Zoom's layer a lot. And so I, I get kind of an idea of what the layout is like. And so if that camera angle is coming from a position where Jay might be, then that would be something interesting to find out. Hmm. Like, cause, cause if the camera's, you know, looking like it's in the cell that Jay is in, that's pretty conclusive proof. So I doubt they would do that yeah. just because it'd be a giveaway, but it'd be something to consider. No, that's next good. time we see a vibe, you know, next time we see a vibe, everybody would be looking out and see where, where, uh, from what angles that the uh, vibes coming from. Did you ever watch beast machines? Beast machines? Yeah. Yeah. Beast machines. Is that like beast wars? So it was a sequel to beast wars. No. All right. So, I, Beast Machines was not. It 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 had its it, it had its flaws. I'll just say that it was it was not <laughs> it was not the sequel to Beast Wars that everybody wanted. But regardless, uh, there was this whole deal where they uh, one of the characters kind of jacks into the memory of the other character uh, of of a villain essentially, and he's trying to figure out you know who this villain is, and he's surprised because as he's looking into it, he he starts regaining some of his old memories, not the villains, but the the hero's old memories. Um, mm-hmm. But as he looks more and more, he starts seeing himself. He's like, "Wait, if these are my memories, why am I seeing myself?" And then he realizes, "Oh, <laughs> they realize that the villain is actually a fallen hero." And and so, uh, no spoilers there. Not that anybody's going to go back and watch that series ever. <laughs> but <laughs> but regardless, it did kind of remind me of that. So I, I like that perspective thing, and it's possible that they might be seeding that in uh, with that intent. So good on whomever posted that to Reddit and thanks to Phil dog for sending it in. Uh, and then on iTunes, man, we got a uh, iTunes review from uh, Mark quest seven and they write excellent analysis, excellent podcast analysis, funny humor, great insight, great use of comic stories and knowledge. Honestly have no quarrels with this podcast and appreciate the insight on every episode. Well, Hey, you know what, Marquess, we appreciate your insight and your review. That's, 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 awesome thank yeah, you man we have no quarrels with your review so thank you very much yeah. for that <laughs> that's good hey and actually we have no quarrels with any of you who like to review the show we actually encourage you to do so if you head over to itunes and write us a review it's a wonderful thing that might end up getting you some free digital comics why because every multiple of 10 we give away a free digital comic and i think we're like two or three away i can't recall what it is but one way or the other head over to itunes write us a review and uh, get your name in for that we're looking for those four and five star reviews and uh, yeah, so do it. Also, you can uh, tell your friends about this show as you're talking about The Flash. Look, we've talked about it before. The Flash is the best thing that's on television. Uh, if you disagree, that's perfectly fine. Let us know that uh, that you like other shows and uh, that's cool. But you like The Flash enough to be able to listen to at least an hour worth of content additional every single week about it. So uh, be sure to tell your friends to, uh, to check out The Flash on the CW, on Hulu or wherever they prefer to get their content. But more importantly... Let them know that while they are geeking out about the Flash with you, they can also be geeking about it out about it with us. Go to flashtvtalk.com and uh, and yeah, 
let them know. Also, you can follow us at flashtvtalk.com on the Twitter. And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. And if you like podcastings, podcastings? Yes. If you like podcasting, listening to podcasts, and you also like Legends of Tomorrow, the excellent, fun DC show that comes on Thursdays, well, you should check out Legends TV Talk because we have some of the greatest names in podcasting, myself included, and uh, you're also that other guy, Bo, whatever his name is. Uh Uh, (laughs) So we rotate out a bunch of different hosts talking about Legends of Tomorrow. It's really, really fun. It's a, a YouTube video format, so... Uh, it, it's a blast. You guys should check that out as well. Yeah. And so what we've been doing uh, is kind of doing two weeks at a time, two episodes at a time. I think this next one, we're going to end up having to do three episodes at a time, which is going to be rough. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like the travel schedule is rough. It's all difficult. A memo to people who want to do an ongoing podcast with like six or seven plus rotating hosts. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> Love yourself. <laughs> don't hate yourself. Love yourself. That's not... That's not how you need to do these things. Or if you do it, do it well and and do as I say, not as I do. Because, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, Legends TV Talk. Check it out and enjoy it. And uh, if you're enjoying Legends of Tomorrow, hopefully you'll enjoy uh, some commentary that goes along with that. We want to give special thanks to our outro music uh, from Charlie Bach. Be sure to check out his work at Charlie Bach. Uh, look him up on SoundCloud. Great, great work. Also, check us out. iTunes reviews already said that. You know what? Said it all. So in the meantime, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash. Can we talk really quick about uh, Civil War? And no spoilers here because the movie hasn't even come out yet. But that's what I want to talk about. This movie hasn't come out yet. And yet I feel like they're killing me with these marketing campaigns. Uh, yes and no. Like, I, I see. I'm, I'm boiling over spots. here. 
boiling over here. I'm, I'm so ready for this movie. Every single weekend, I think it's about to come out because they've just been bombarding us with all of this marketing material and all of these trailers and all of these previews and all of these interviews. And oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so ready for this movie. I'm, it's, it's driving me crazy. I think they want to beat Star Wars. I think, well, maybe. I think they want to give a middle finger to Batman versus Superman. Oh, of course they want to do that. With, I mean, with as like much as Batman versus Superman was like cards to the chest up until that movie came out, they came out like over a month before this movie released, and they are just everywhere. I mean, you cannot yeah. go anywhere without seeing you know, some of the actors or actresses from this film. When you have a review embargo on your film up until the day before it releases, that's never a good sign. Yeah. And then when when uh, Marvel comes out and they go, oh, yeah, 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 it's a, you know, it's a month away, whatever. Anybody can go see it. You know, we got pre-screens and like... That that's that's pretty ballsy right there. It's you know, blowing it, up too. I mean, the 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 freaking reviews are just out of the water. I mean, people are, are saying that it's one of the best. So I mean, they, they say that that superhero fight is is one of the best, if not the best, superhero fight uh, that we've gotten in any of these films. I mean, you know, they, I've I've read that Spider Man and, and Black Panther are, are supposed to be like the you know they essentially steal the show in this movie. And I'm, you know, I will say this, I don't want to see any more trailers, any more previews, because I've seen the latest one that had a little bit more Spider-Man in it. Have you seen that one? Yeah, the little quip that he has. You have a metal arm? That's awesome. I know. And that's, I like, I, I kind of saw that and I was like, no, 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 no. It's not Christmas yet. Stop it. Wrap it back up. Yeah, that, that, that's the one thing that I'm worried about is because I, I know Spider-Man's, he's going to be in there and he's going to play, uh, not, uh, I don't know how much screen time he's going to have, but his role is going to be prominent. And I don't want to see a lot if he if he has like you know 15 20 minutes of screen time and i see like five of those minutes in the promotional material i feel like it's 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 not going to be as awesome to see it in the theater you know right 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 well and everybody's like, saying like he stole the show but maybe he stole the show it, it, i'm i'm not expecting him to be heavily prominent in the film yeah see i'm not on that either so like when i see all these clips of him in the promotional material i i, I don't want to see it right because like i, I want to see it in the theater and it's so hard because I'm so excited for this movie. I keep watching all the freaking TV spots anytime they come on. I know. Um, it, it's great, though, when I have stuff DVR'd because I'll be fast forwarding and I'll see the spot and I'll have to, like, prevent myself from pushing the, <laughs> the play button to watch the TV spot. I'm like, no, no, no. It's just a couple more days <laughs> and then you can see it in theaters. Just just leave it at that. But, yeah, I, I am so excited for this movie. Man. I mean, uh, Lex, don't, don't, no spoilers, all right? No spoilers in the chat because I haven't seen it. And honestly, I'm going to try to stay away from it. Uh, Lex is saying in the chat that uh, there's a there's a new uh, Spider-Man clip they've put out there. Uh, the after. Uh, why did you tell me that, Lex? Now I have to go watch it. No, don't you dare. <laughs> I mean, you do what you got to do, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, nine more days, the Green Arrow says. And oh, there's going to be the nine most excruciatingly long days ever. This reminds me of The Dark Knight. Like when The Dark Knight came out, the marketing campaign around it and the Joker and Heath Ledger's Joker specifically was just boiling over to the fact where, I mean, I remember very specifically the Friday uh, that that movie came out was being called Dark Friday because people were not turn turning up for work that day because they went to do the midnight showing uh, the night before. And I mean, that's awesome. It, it was just, it was insane. And, you know, they had that whole why so serious and the, the, the viral marketing campaign. They didn't have this here, but I feel like they've just been putting out all of this content. And yeah, I, I'm so ready for this. I think. I think there is something of a little bit of like, we are all just so ready for this movie because it's, you know. Well, because the last big superhero film that we had was Batman v Superman and it just wasn't good. Well, and it, it failed to meet expectations, but, 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 and I will also say this too. I mean, Age of Ultron, it was, it was an enjoyable film, but it kind of failed to meet expectations. Now, not to yeah. the same level, of course, that Batman v Superman did, but, but at the same time, like, this feels this seems as though this is kind of the Avengers movie that we're like the sequel to the Avengers that we've been looking for almost like Age of Ultron was kind of a setup for this movie yeah well it's interesting too because like this basically is an Avengers film except for there's no Thor and Hulk and that's the only reason why it's not an Avengers film is because there's no Thor and Hulk right well you gotta you gotta have your core four but anyway all yeah. right well so I'm super hyped man we are we are nine nine days away at this point and um when do you want to record a uh, panel to screen on that, by the way? As soon as humanly possible. Because uh, I'm seeing it here. I don't, I don't I don't, know if it's Thursday or if I'm going Friday. Are they doing that thing where like, it opens up Thursday afternoon? Yes, uh, yes. Man. So I am seeing it Thursday, May 5th at 
8.30 p.m. So it'll probably be like 10 o'clock. No, 10.30. No, two and a half hours, right? Yeah. So it'll be late. It'll be real late. All right, so let's record on Friday. then. Okay. All right, we'll do it Friday. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in the theater. I'm going to bring my computer. I'm going to bring everything. You can periscope it. Podcast. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Sounds good. Well, coming to a panel of the screen.